building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. Welcome to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. In this episode, Angela and I will be discussing surviving social isolation. We are all experiencing this firsthand due to the coronavirus epidemic. Angela and I will give some tips and tricks on how to deal with social distancing and surviving isolation. Our prayers and thoughts go out to everyone who is affected by this virus. Yeah, hi Patty. Thanks for hi. hi. Thanks for making this topic happen. There, there's a lot out there on the coronavirus, uh, including the media and all sorts of tips and tricks. But I thought it would be an opportunity for us to share some of our tips and tricks on surviving social isolation and. I'm in Australia, so we have different things happening to you in Arizona, but it's ironic how similar um, the experience is that we're all experiencing. Um, I'm sure yes. it's different in other countries, but it's co there's a lot of commonalities between all the countries at this time, which is an incredible opportunity for humanity. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Here, the schools have closed down, restaurants have closed down, only drive-throughs are open, the parks have closed, businesses have closed. It's, it's very, very isolated. <laughs> Even when, like, if I go for a bike ride outside, I don't really see very many people on the road or anywhere people are staying home which is good that's what that's what everybody wants so that we can kill this virus how about you Angela and um, Australia uh, yes for me personally it's not too dissimilar to my lifestyle right before the virus happened because I was still recovering from cancer and not working and being home a lot the first impingement on my freedom was not being able to go to the store to get my little food items that I love. And because I'm at high risk, I have to stay at home. And I had to, for me, it was like, um, I remember two incidents that I couldn't go out to a social event that I was putting all my expectation into because I've been at home a lot and I don't go out much. And I had to give that up. And it was a bit of a, oh, you're recovering, but you're not allowed to. I got a bit of resentment about that. And then the second one was, you can't go out to the store and get the things that you like. And I had to give that up and rely on other people and not get the things that I like and have substitutes. And I thought, you're a very entitled first world person. You can... <laughs> <laughs> you've got this entitlement about I want my you know no yeast rye bread with kibble and blah 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 and I can't have it and you have to get the sourdough with the extra blah 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 wheat or something I don't particularly like and 
I just thought, wow, it's come to me worrying about what bread I'm going to eat and, uh, you know, give us this day our daily bread, you know, the old prayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been having a few dreams about bread and um, I'm going to explore what that means more deeply, but it's an interesting thing where even in the Bible it says man cannot live on bread alone. You know, what does your spirit need so actually I've been having a bit more time to work more on my spiritual practices which has been something I've always done when I've been home um, forced to stay home for periods of time and um, more what I'm noticing is that there's a general sadness around me a lot of people feel sad and in Australia we have so many people unemployed I don't want to get emotional um, but it's very hard to watch people um, have their lives turned upside down and there's long queues outside the social security or the unemployment um, centre here. So watching that's been very, very traumatising because it just makes you feel like a lot of us collectively can't... Um, support themselves financially and I'm not in that situation so it does create a feeling of sadness that that people have to go through that so fortunately our government's doing something about it but it's just scary for people to go yeah. through financial difficulty yeah and you know fear can cause a lot of different emotions within us and it's the time now for us to come together and help each other the best that we can. Yeah, so... To, yeah, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I was going to actually ask you, Patty, about what you were going to share about um, how to take care of yourself yeah. in these times. I feel that this is probably the most perfect time for us slowing down and taking some self-care or me time. Even the things you have been wanting to do around your home but didn't have time or energy to do because of your business and work life demands. Getting that extra sleep really, really helps. Just to take, take that time now where you don't have pressing demands on you and get some extra sleep. Try to exercise at least 20 minutes a day in some form. There's all different ways you can exercise at home. It doesn't have to be at the gym. I've seen where people do uh, videos on their own Facebook page where they're dancing and, and, and trying to get other people to dance. Taking a bike ride, if you can, if you have a bike. Or just going out and sitting outside in the sunshine. Just get up and move. Whatever you like to do, do that for at least 20 minutes. It will help keep you not feeling sad, just getting your body moving. Spend time in prayer and meditation. That will help calm you and help with your if you're having anxiety or being fearful 
I like to listen to relaxing music. I'll just turn on relaxing music in the house and it seems to calm everybody, even the cats. <laughs> <laughs> My cats as well. Do something creative, painting, sewing, scrapbooking, drawing, photography, crafts, or writing. Writing in, in um, Angela's gonna talk later about journaling. And I've already said this, but go for a walk or a bicycle ride if you can if you can get outside. Sit outside and listen to nature sounds and look up at the sky. Is there clouds or is it solid blue? What does it look like if the weather's nice and you're and you have a backyard or a patio that you can go out to? Read books you have on your shelf or your iPad that you haven't had time to read. That is something that um, I have all these books. It's time to read them. Take an online course, something you've always wanted to learn. They have lots of free online courses out there on every kind of topic and interest that you may have. Angela, what do you have? Um, this one I used to practice when I was getting up earlier. Um, it's getting sunlight on the crown of your head. So if you can go outside, it's really good to get that sunlight at around 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, I'm not an early riser anymore. <laughs> so I, what I do during the day is I open my window in the house and we don't go out in the middle of the day in Australia because the sun's too strong. But I'll get that sunlight around noon and I'll feel it on my body. I might not get it on the crown directly, but I imagine that it's actually coming into my crown and I've got the window open now, so it's I'm getting as much sunlight as I can through the window. And sometimes I also shower and imagine the water is putting light on my crown. So from a spiritual point of view, what that does is just it enlivens you to your own spiritual nature even if you're not feeling great you can always change that energy and you can just use your imagination to literally get that light coming into your body and especially through the crown um and, and that's another, the top that's the top of your head right the yes crown is the, top of head. the top of your head so the sunlight on the top of the head affects the pineal gland and it does regulate your hormonal cycles um, me personally, I do a lot of dreaming now between six and eight o'clock. So usually I'm dreaming and I do a lot of my dream work at that time and then I do meditation. So I don't always get outside. Um, and, and the other thing is um, I check in with my body a lot. So sometimes I just, oh, um, yeah, I just sort of check in what's going on with my body so I can see if I'm picking up energies from other people maybe I'm picking up sadness from watching the TV and the news <laughs> and I just let that go and I breathe it out my body um, so I can not always feel that perhaps what I'm feeling is my stuff it could be that I'm actually just too much involved with with the other people around me or the energy of the society in general at large and that's not always 
necessarily my stuff to, to take on. If it's people that are in my household that I'm picking up, then usually I work out um, if it's my business. It's a simple question that I ask, is this my business? And if it's yes, I ask if I can just send them some support, which could be just as simple as wishing them well and sending them good thoughts. And I look at how I can change the dynamic in my household that way. And you've got some other ones too, Patty, from listeners. Yes, um, a listener sent us some tips to share from CBS this morning on mental health coping strategies. And the source came from Nas National Alliance on Mental Health Code. So I'll read them now. Be mindful of media consumption. Take care of yourself and find ways to address stress. Eat well, exercise, get good sleep, and connect with others. Eat three healthy meals a day. Don't graze. Seek help when needed. You know, that's really interesting with the eating. I Sorry, I just wanted to add that piece about um, the eating because I've actually reduced my eating and I think it's because I'm doing more self-care. I don't need to eat as much and I just have, th mm -hmm. normally I used to have snacks between the three meals. I'm not doing those snacks but that's because I'm doing a lot of self-care and uh, it's amazing how that reduces your appetite. Yeah. Do you feel that it also calms is calming to you as well you yeah I would actually even go beyond calming it's like I'm using my energy in a more efficient way so I'm not needing the calories mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not wasting my energy I'm using it more efficiently to either meet my needs and to serve my spiritual desires rather than just my body um, certainly my body has needs to feel alive and, and serving my spirit makes me feel more alive. So I just, I'm craving less calories. That's very interesting, Angela. And Patty, you've got some other tips when we were isolated about um, how to stay connected and in contact with others. What are those? Yes, here's some tips on um, what you can do to not feel so isolated. FaceTime or video chat with family and friends. Make, you know, text them. Uh, make appointments on your calendar with them to FaceTime or video chat through Skype or Zoom. Whatever means you have to be able to actually see somebody's face. Because seeing their face helps you feel more connected. Also, coloring, adult coloring or coloring with your children is so calming. It makes you feel, using those creative juices just and seeing what you're creating and all the different colors makes you feel alive. Get out those old dusty board games that you have hidden in your closet and Play them with the family or do puzzles, puzzles that you might have that are up in your attic or in your basement. Just dust them off and 
bring them out, bring them out, and everybody can play with them. I love this. I do this with my grandkids, blow bubbles. You know, if you still have some bubbles, blow bubbles are fun. The kids like to chase them and pop them. And um, I, I have to admit, I do it inside the house as well as outside the house <laughs> with my grandkids. <laughs> If, if you have chalk, you know, and um, take out the chalk and, and do some quotes and, and um, make some smiley faces on the sidewalk or on your patio or wherever you can put the chalk and just have fun drawing and, and writing little inspiring quotes. If go grab some rocks out of your backyard and some paint and paint some rocks. That's fun too and creative. Um, have a viral meetup, Facebook, Skype, or Zoom. If if they're if you're reading a book, do do a book club virtually. Say you know on your Facebook page, hey, I'm reading this book. Anybody want to join me um, to meet once a week to discuss the book? There's all kinds of things that you can do with your talents and what you like. Do a virtual meetup. A lot of people might join it. That's a really great one. What I love about the virtual meetups or scheduling appointments is that you can actually start filling up your calendar with yeah. times and rituals. You know, some things that have kept us together as a community throughout time was like basically on a Sunday or a Friday on a Saturday we did holy meetings and you knew that every weekend there'd be this special day and the whole community would come together well we can do that in our own lives now but we can do it with our different groups that we want to do it in so every Saturday you can have a group meeting about a book or about a tv show that you're watching because now you can right. stay home and watch it, but you can do it together or talk about it, or you could even start a new project with that group of people. And my friends did dress-ups. This weekend they got dressed up and they got on the Zoom and oh, shared their photos of them in costume together. So it could be Halloween every Saturday. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah. You know, if, if you're good at, at something, you can share that knowledge by doing a Zoom call with others. Right. So all of those things that you maybe did physically before have a little creative thought about how you could transfer that to the virtual platform. And um, it's the connection that we're looking for in these times and I know that physical touch is very difficult when we don't have it but connection is still possible through our virtual media which we're lucky to have at these times yes so one thing um go on Patty 
Oh, you you had a couple things you wanted to share too as well, Angela. Yeah, I guess um, having been a business owner who works from home for quite a few decades, um, one thing that I had to learn when I worked at home was how to create routines. So I had to learn how Mondays I did this, Tuesdays was the next thing, Wednesdays was similar to Monday, and then Thursdays was similar to Tuesday. So I created routines because I didn't have a job externally and I needed to create a routine in the house that would separate me from washing the dishes <laughs> to work. And I also scheduled time to write, or time to meditate, time to connect to clients, time to do my books and accounting. So what I discovered from that period was that sometimes I would have that weekly routine and my weekend routines down, but sometimes I would just be a rebel and go, mm, I don't want to do that today, or something spontaneously would bubble up, like a crisis or some message from my higher self to do something different. So it's really good when you get established routines down and you practice them but to also be aware that maybe your personality or your nature you need to actually change things up a bit like do something spontaneous as well and I always recommend practicing your routines for a minimum of seven days and then to adjust if necessary to see what might not be quite gelling because that could be a message from your yourself to just say you know, something's not quite working with this routine. I'm missing something. I'm craving something. Um, and talking about craving, <laughs> I mentioned before about food and the lesson I had about food um, when I started doing more of my creative and spiritual practices and self-care, I was less hungry. So that's a big clue if... If you are overeating or if you're craving uh, things, there could be something that you're missing or you're grieving in this time. It's a great sense of communal loss that we're going through and individual loss. And even for some of us, they're losing uh, family members at this time to the virus. So all of us are going through a loss of some sort and you may actually be experiencing grief uh, yes. so I have a, a, a journal exercise to share to help with those feelings but before I share that Patty I just wanted to get your insights on perhaps some of those feelings that people might be uncovering as they're uh, moving through this isolation It's really a feeling of being um, not in control of what's happening around you. And that can bring up all kinds of feelings or emotions inside. Anger, sadness, grief, like you said. Not knowing what, what, what to do if you lost your job or or even going to the grocery store and not being able to uh, buy what you need. People aren't, people don't have toilet paper because of what's been going on. 
and just coming up with different ideas of how to deal with the simple things. Really stepping back and processing your emotions. And I think journaling about it, like you said, is, is probably one of the best things because you're getting that out. You need, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be mad. It's, it's, it's okay because it's what you're feeling at that moment. Now it's time to say, okay, I'm going to acknowledge it. And how am I going to handle this? Yeah, and in our other podcast on being a better father, you shared, Patty, about how the family can come together to discuss their roles. Journaling is sometimes before that step and sometimes after or with that step as well because sometimes you don't even know what's going on inside of you. And for some people, journaling is a good tool instead of discussing um, or, or yes. both. And it's a great way if, when you're angry to get it on paper and not take it out on somebody else. All right. Yeah. And get say whatever you need to say and get it out without hurting somebody else's feelings and just getting that emotion out is a wonderful way to deal with things because you're not lashing out at somebody you're 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 actually talking through yourself onto the journaling whether it's typing on the computer or whether it's writing if if it's venting while you're journaling and you don't ever want anybody to see it after you're done, rip the pages or hit delete on the computer and it's gone and you've released it. It's kind of like a cleansing. cleansing yeah, I've even burnt my uh, piece of paper. Yes. And actually, one of my um, isolation activities, I have some writings from my childhood, and I haven't, the weather's not cold enough here, but I'm going to actually burn some of my stuff from my childhood because it's just old. And seriously, it's not really relevant anymore. So, those old um, or angry feelings, when you burn them, you transform the energy too. And deleting it just with a click of the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it's yeah. burning up as you delete it. <laughs> yeah. So here's a journal exercise that I'd like to share that's more tailored on getting awareness about your specific feelings and how to meet your needs when you're in isolation. And there's there's four actual elements to the journaling exercise so you can do it in four steps down the page and you can do it on a separate piece of paper so you can burn it afterwards if you wish you don't need to burn it though it's not really um, got a lot of negative energy and the first thing to write about is what you feel you have lost in this situation 
what you feel you have lost in this situation. So we can put all of the four questions in the description of the podcast as well. And for this step, with the feelings, do exactly what Patty was sharing. Acknowledge what you're feeling and tell yourself it's okay to feel this way. Other people are feeling a lot at the moment too. Their feelings might be different to yours. And the more you acknowledge what you feel in this first step, what you feel you've lost in this situation, that's going to help just naturally. Other people around you will feel more able to acknowledge what they're feeling too. So the second piece that you journal on after you've written about what you feel you've lost, the second piece is what do you feel you need? What do you feel you need? So in this step, you find the words that meet your emotional need. I need to feel safe. So keep in mind that if you need toilet paper, what is the need? (laughs) I need to feel what? Get rid of anxiety? I need to not go crazy? What do you need emotionally? We do have uh, financial needs too, but what do you need the finances for? Then the third piece that you journal on is why. Why do you need this? So why do you need to get rid of anxiety? And this is this piece here is going deeper into understanding why you need what you think you need. The reason we do this step three and why is so we can go deeper and deeper. Often what we think we need, so earlier I mentioned I thought I needed my first world comfort of having yeast-free rye bread that's naturally processed. And that's a very superficial need. But when I went into why I felt I needed the bread, I actually understood I just needed to have choice. I wanted to have choice. And when I looked at step one, I felt I had lost freedom. So I just acknowledged I felt I'd lost freedom. And when I got deeper into why I felt this need for having choice, I just really started to understand it wasn't really that important. So the fourth step is going to help you perhaps deal with realising how important this need is. Step four is how could you meet this need? And step four, how could you meet this need? For me with the bread, I just really realised, well, I could just get my friend to go to the store and if the bread isn't there, I'll tell her what other breads to buy for me. And in step four, how could you meet this need? You can look at some of the strategies that we've shared today in the tips. We've given you a long list about reaching out for for support, about asking people to help you, about creating different creative ways to meet your need. But you might also realise in the fourth step, how could you meet this need, is what I started to realise in why do I need this with the bread. Oh, it's not really actually that important. You might start looking at creating another option. And you might realise that, for example, when I did reaching out to my friend to go to the store, by 
just reaching out to someone, all of my needs got met. I instantly had connection. My friend felt great because they could help me and I didn't need to worry about not having that bread at all. I just had a different option. So how could you meet this need? Sometimes for an introvert, it can be difficult to reach out to people. So I really understand that some I, I was not very good at verbalising my needs. So sometimes you can send a text to someone and if you're very sensitive, you can use telepathy. Just start thinking about how you could meet your needs because I know some people are shy, they don't feel comfortable asking for help. So just start imagining it, visualise yourself or send that message out to the universe or to a friend or a few friends and send it with positive energy or send a text. Hey, I'm not sure if I feel okay if you've got the ability to text someone. But I know for some people you might not have people out there. So start with visually sending out the message, I would really like some help, I would really like some help. And what you will notice in our community now, um, I saw something on the television last night that different support groups are being set up to get food boxes to people. So there are support services out there, but if you're an introverted person, you may struggle reaching out for that. But you may see on your news media or on Facebook or somewhere that there are support services popping up because people are responding to the needs that people have in the community. So that's going to help you get over your shyness to go out and get help to meet your needs. Um, so that's that's the four steps there. I'll just review them briefly again. The first one was what you feel you have lost in this situation. Number two, what do you feel you need? Number three, why do you need this? And number four, how could you meet this need? And we'll put those four things to journal on in the description. So Patty, you have... Very yeah. Very good advice. Thanks, Patty. And now, Patty, you have a prayer to share with us. Yes, when I'm feeling sad or anxious or just feel like I need additional support, I will um, pray about it. So I wrote this prayer and it's called the Prayer of Hope and I'd like to share it with all of you. Dear Lord, please wrap your love around the world during this coronavirus epidemic. Please bring us a miracle to heal the sick, stop the virus from spreading, and destroy it. Amen. I'll share this prayer of hope in the meeting notes as well, and in the podcast notes as well. Thank you. I just got an image of the world, actually, when you said wrapping your love around the world. And it's pretty powerful what we're experiencing at this time. So um, there's also, if you're interested in healing, uh, my teacher, Tony Barton, 
is doing a weekly healing on Thursdays in New Zealand time and I can put that link I think in the description as well and I will also once a month be doing a healing topic in my YouTube channel the new energy body which is specifically about in these times of change that we're moving through how do you upgrade the energy in your body in your organs specifically and the chakras so that will help you start to process some changes that we're all moving through as a planet and also get you more intimately aware of how your body works and how it can move with the times <laughs> the times are changing and how do you integrate joy into your body I use a lot of play as well and this uh, coming month in April 27th in Australia I'm going to be looking at the lungs and how you take in life so check out the new energy body if you want to look at some healing to upgrade you and lift you up in these times Angela and I would like to thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. Please subscribe, share, and leave a positive review. If you have a topic or question you would like us to discuss, email us at bbrat home and work, the at sign gmail.com, or on the Anchor app, you can leave a voice message. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.